Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast, also hosted on Literary Symmetry's IGTV channel live when recorded. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. Today on Writing Expensive Words, learn why the idea that if you write more, you'll have more success is dead and how to adjust. All right, so today's episode was inspired by the fact that I am on the very last chapter of Write Fewer Words, Tell Better Stories. And if you can't tell by the title, the whole theme of that book is that if you write less, you can actually do more. And I know that seems contrary to what a lot of writing gurus and the writing industry in general is telling you, but I'm here to tell you the truth. Okay, listen. In the early 2000s, you could make a ton, a crap ton of money by selling Kindle books, especially as it got it to be like 2005, 2007. And then I arrived on the scene and I was like, whoa, one of these people I know in person is really making $9,000 a month. That's pretty great. How can I do that? And ever since then, I've been trying to figure this stuff out. And I want to tell you the truth. There are still a ton of people out there saying, if you just do this and you do that and you go on Amazon or you go wide or whatever, you're going to make a bunch of money. And that's not true. It's really hard to make money selling books right now because the market is oversaturated and the cost, the margin of profits for books, especially ebooks, it's like tiny. It's so small because I really think that it's the author's fault, not necessarily Amazon or any of these other platforms' fault, but because we're like, hey, if we give away free books, we'll get more readers. And we trained people to read books for free or very low cost, for like for 99 cents. And most people who join a, uh, you know, a promotional book group or they join an author um, email list, they know that the book's going to go on sale. So they wait and then they pay almost nothing for it. And authors feel sad because they can't make a living doing the thing that they love, which is storytelling. And for a lot of years, and I talk about this in Write Fewer Words, Tell Better Stories, People were saying, if you just get a backlist, if you just get a backlist, I still hear that today. If you just, you know, get a more consistent backlist, you are going to make a ton of money. And I saw, I watched a market study yesterday where it proved that that's not true. And you know why? Because there are currently over 45 million books, ebooks on Amazon. 
It's too hard to sell books that way. And I know a lot of you have been told that if you go on Amazon and you pay to play so that your book will actually show up when someone types the title in and you pay for Amazon AMS ads, that your life is going to be better and your books are going to take off. And that's also not true. Do you know who's making money from every single sale and from every single browse? Amazon, they have millions of authors on their platform, and we're all paying them to make them show our books in their search results now. They are getting a bunch of money, not just from selling books, which guess what? They take a percentage of every profit that writers make. They are also getting a bunch of money from authors themselves. The system is broken. And before you get upset... And you think, Kristen, how dare you offer a problem without a solution? Honestly, I don't know the solution yet. I have an idea. And of course, I'm going to test out this idea and I'll tell you if it works and I'll tell you if it fails because that's what I do. I try things, I fail or I try things and I succeed and I tell you what happened. But here's the thing. And this is what Travis and I were talking about this morning, my husband, because I was trying to figure out. What do I really want to write for the last chapter and write fewer words, tell better stories? Because part of my brain is like, talk about formatting, talk about interior design, talk about sales, because I've talked about how to build a storytelling machine. I've told you in this book exactly how you can write meaningful stories every time that your readers will love based off of an idea, how to take that idea, how to turn it into something awesome, how to use emotional imagery. The biggest mistakes you can avoid as far as grammar. Like, I have laid it all out inside of this book. And then at the end, I was like, I don't want to talk about formatting. I don't want to talk about cover design. I've already talked about all that stuff in Write the Perfect Read, the fiction edition, which I co-wrote with Maria Mudokalaki. Okay? So if you want to know about that, you can read about it in that book. But in this book, I don't want to write about that. And finally, Travis is like, why don't you write about why you're so passionate about storytelling because this book is all about storytelling and there are so many authors out there like you who are quitting every day because they just can't take it anymore and he's like how many times have I had to talk you down from quitting and I'm like it's a lot like if I'm being honest it's a lot why because the selling side of it is hard because getting people to read your stuff is rough and when you're first starting out and you do get people to read your stuff and it's not any good and they tell you, you, you know, you feel like a little piece of you inside has died. And that's what I did for a lot of years until I learned all this stuff that I wrote down in this amazing book, right? Fewer words tell better stories. But why am I writing that? Am I writing that to help authors make money? No, I mean, there are lots of books out there about that. What I want to do is help people tell Better stories, which is the second half of the title, <laughs> right? Because that's the thing I'm passionate about. That's, that's my jam. And why do I care about it so much? And Travis was like, why? You were just saying this the other day because we watched Flora and Ulysses on Disney+, Plus, which is pure adorable, by the way, and hilarious that a romance author actually wrote the book that it's based off of. If you watch the movie, you'll understand why that's hilarious. Um, but he's like, because you're in it for the moments where you cry, because if you've listened to the show, you know, 
Whenever I hear or read a good story, I cry. It doesn't matter if it's sad. It doesn't matter if it's happy. I cry, okay? <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're tears of excitement. I cry. It touches my heart in a way that nothing else does. And that's the same reason I write, to touch those parts of people that are broken or that are trying to ignite those flames of passion, of confidence, to encourage people to be empathetic and to understand other perspectives through the magic of storytelling. I'm getting a little teary-eyed. If you're watching on the video, you're probably like, oh, she's crying a little bit. That's why. That's why I do this, because I care about those things, because I strongly believe that storytelling has the potential to change the world and that you and I can change the world for the better one story at a time. So that's what I'm going to write about for the last chapter of Write Fewer Words, Tell Better Stories. I'm going to write about resiliency, which is how to keep going when you fail, because writing is hard. It takes a lot of time. And if you're doing it right, you're constantly putting parts of who you are on the page, which is an emotionally costly experience. That's the main point of this show, writing expensive words, is that we're using our own emotions, we're using our own experiences, and we're projecting them out into the world through storytelling to affect other people for good, to impact readers with empathy to change the way that people think about things and to try to positively impact this world one person and one story at a time. That's why I care so much about this. And that's why I believe that resiliency is the most important thing that a writer can have. Because if you can fail or if you can not necessarily fail but try so hard and then not meet your goals and you can keep going, then you can be a writer. But you have to think about more than monetary goals because money is not the reason we write stories. Money is not the reason why we pour our souls out onto the page letter by letter and word by word. We do that because we care about this world and about other people, and because storytelling is the cornerstone for all human connection. And if you're like, hmm, that sounds pretty prolific, Kristen, I would say. it's uh, Maybe it is, I don't know, but I wrote it, and I have it on bookmark, so if you order anything from Literary Symmetry, you're going to get a bookmark with that on it, and I really believe that's true. And that is something that is inside that we explore in Write the Perfect Read, the fiction edition, as we talk about storytelling. And I can't stop talking about storytelling. We talk about storytelling in the storytelling mindset. I talk about that in the last class. I'm talking about storytelling, how to build a storytelling machine. That's the whole point of write fewer words, tell better stories. Because storytelling is important, whether or not you make money from it. Think about it. Think about the people in your life who mean the most to you. How many hours have you spent either listening to them tell stories or telling them stories yourself? Every day when Travis gets home from work, 
He and I sit and we tell each other the story of how our days went. It's how we stay close. It's how we know what's going on and how we show that we love each other by sharing and listening to those stories. It's part of human connection. And that's why I do what I do. And that's if you're writing for the money, I'm sorry, I don't know how to help you because you're not going to be able to be resilient. You won't because you get the money and guess what? Then you spend it and it's gone. Or, you know, maybe you invest it and someday you'll spend it and it's still gone. I mean, it's the same process. So if you want to write to be famous, you're missing it. You are. And I know because I've been missing it too. I have spent so many years struggling trying to understand how to achieve my goals. And then I realized, you know what? It's not necessarily that I'm going about this all wrong or that my processes are wrong, but my goals were wrong. I had to rewrite those because, listen, financial independence, financial, you know, I of course, I want to spend as much time with my family as I can. That's what financial independence means to me. But you know what? My kids are excellent storytellers. And they're getting better at being able to not only tell stories about things that interest them or about their friends or create fictional stories. They're getting better at being able to express their emotions, which is very valuable. And they've been able to do that through storytelling. So, you know, maybe I can't hang out with them all day long on our days off. And some Saturdays I work. This Saturday I worked. I'm working on a manuscript right now. And I have a lot to do. It's a long manuscript. Um, But, you know, my kids see that I don't give up. My kids hear my experiences through my storytelling. And they feel heard and loved in that I'm listening to their storytelling. And I'm making stories with them all the time. So that's a different goal than having enough money to just not do anything all day. Right? Isn't it? Aren't I teaching them more by my example and by interacting with them in a storytelling capacity than I would by creating all these systems and having everything run smoothly and just sitting back as this machine that I've created cranks out money? I'm learning more this way. I've learned so much more through failure, and I'm sure you have too. Think about it. Every single time you get something right the first time, how many things do you learn? You probably learned that one thing. But what about when you fail and you have to make adjustments? You're probably learning four, five, 50 different things even, depending on what you're trying to do. So you're learning more. Your life experience is becoming richer. And guess what? You're building your storytelling bank. That is what you're doing. So... Next time you're feeling like, if I could just write more books, if I could just write more words, if I could just find more time for writing, I would be happy. I want to challenge that. Or if I could just make more money, I want to challenge that because that's not what this is about. This is about human connection. And if you're writing and connecting with people on that level, you are winning. So take a look at your goals. Try to figure out if your goals are broken or if your expectations are broken and adjust them. 
And when Write Fewer Words, Tell Better Stories comes out, you can read all the crazy stuff I've written in there. Things that I've, I mean, this book's going to have, it's going to have all of the things. And you're going to get to the last chapter, and you're going to get to the part about resiliency, and you're going to see my heart for storytelling, and you're going to see my heart for you as a storyteller. And I think that that's so much more valuable for me to share those things with you, how to be resilient, how to keep going when you feel like you can't anymore, how to connect with other human souls. I think that's more valuable than me telling you to try to pump more time, money, and effort into a broken system that is not going to live up to your expectations. So that's all I've got for today. I don't regret anything I said. I don't regret crying on live as I'm on Instagram. Uh, I care about you. I care about your storytelling. Remember, it is never too late to write the story of your heart. Happy writing. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer or at literary symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at literarysymmetry.com. This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.